The Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Like any young lady engaged, excited about her future, Mary must have just been filled with joy about what the life ahead of her would include. She was engaged to a good man, to a carpenter who could provide for her and for her their family, Joseph. And as she thought about being his wife and, and having a family and settling down and all of the wonderful things that she knew that God had in store for her how quickly things changed. <laughs> oh, not that things wouldn't be wonderful in the future, but, but all those plans about how it would happen were, were changed in an instant. As an angel appears to her, everything for Mary changes. An angel comes to her and appears to her and says to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, if an angel appeared to you, you'd, you'd be absolutely terrified, wouldn't you? <laughs> but, but notice that, that Mary is not terrified by the angel. Luke writes by inspiration of the Spirit, she's, she's troubled by the greeting by what these words that the angel Gabriel is saying to her. What? I'm highly favored? The Lord is with me? What kind of message is this? And then the angel drops the bombshell. <laughs> Mary, you're the one. You're the one through whom God is going to send his son into this world. That one who is going to fulfill every single one of those Old Testament promises that your people have been longing to see the fulfillment of. Mary, you're going to give birth to God himself. 
the one that was, was prophesied right, by your ancestor David. That he was going to come and, and, and establish a kingdom forever. He'd be the son of the Most High. Mary, that's the one that's coming. That you are going to give birth to. Gabriel comes and drops this bombshell news on Mary. The first one who hears about that coming Savior and who would be blessed to carry him for nine months and then give birth to him and then to show him to the world. And notice Mary's reaction to the angel's words. It's not, wait a minute, are you serious? Come on. I, all of these promises are, are being fulfilled by the child I'm going to give birth to, right? There's no question about the prophecies and the promises. There's no questions about, about you know, the, the descendant David thing and, and the throne lasting forever. There's no questions about who this child is going to be. Wait, this is going to be God himself in flesh that I'm going to give birth to? No questions about that whatsoever. The only question Mary asks is, how will this be since I'm a virgin? Mary's just worried about the logistics of the thing. <laughs> because, uh, you know, she knows how these things work. <laughs> and she knows she hasn't done those things that are necessary for her to have a child, right? This is not a question of doubt. This is not a question about God's promises or about who this child will be. It's simply, how is this going to happen? <laughs> how will this be? Maybe you've asked that question too in your life. Because God makes some really amazing promises to you too, doesn't he? Promises that you know. Promises that you have heard hundreds, maybe thousands of times. Promises that you probably even believe. But sometimes that question comes <laughs> How will this be? <laughs> because what I see with my eyes. And what I know logistically just doesn't seem to add up. How will this be? These amazing promises, these comforting promises, these incredible promises that you make to me in your word, God, how, how will these things be? I mean, God, you tell me in your word that you forgive every single one of my sins. Every single one. The ones that I've done a million times. The ones that I enjoy doing at the moment. The ones that were so big and so hurtful to other people. Every one of those is forgiven. How, how can this be? Or God, you, you tell me that I don't have to carry around this guilt anymore. I, I don't have to, to, to carry around this, this shame and this, and this regret and, and all of this guilt for all of these things I've done and said and all the people I've heard, you say all of those things are taken away too? How will this be? How can this be, God? That even the effects of my sin don't have to weigh me down anymore. 
God, you tell me in, in your promises, in your word, that, that I don't have to worry about the future. You, you tell me that, that there's nothing you don't know about and that you don't have under control. You know, God, I look at, at our world today. And how can I not worry, right? How can this be that I don't have to worry and fear the unknown? God, you make these amazing promises to me in your word. Right? A promise like that you are going to trust, that I can trust that you are going to provide everything that I need for every single day. Even when the bank account is running dry. Even when foreclosure seems looming. Even when I still can't find a job and that unemployment is running out and the government isn't helping with any any you know, stimulus packages. How, how, how can I know, God, that you're going to provide for every need for every day for me and my family? How can this be? God, you make these incredible, amazing promises to me that all these things in my life are going to work out somehow for good. That all of these bad things that, that happen because of things I do or because that people do to me, right, all of these circumstances in my life, that somehow you're going to use them for good? I read the promises. I hear them. I think I believe them. But how can this be? Maybe you know a little bit what Mary felt like that day. You hear the promises. You even believe the promises, but, but the logistics of all of it is seemingly impossible to figure out. How will this be, God? Well, Gabriel answers Mary, but it's interesting because if you listen carefully, he doesn't actually really answer the question. <laughs> this is what he says to her when she says, how will this be? How am I going to give birth since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Well, Gabriel, that's factual. <laughs> but it doesn't make much sense, right? I mean, because it's a miracle. I mean, how can, how can he put into words how a virgin is going to give birth, right? This is something beyond human words and human understanding. I mean, when we think about the virgin birth, when we think about how God can become human, how that one born is sinless, it's mind-boggling. It's incomprehensible. And it's absolutely wonderful. The only thing that we can say about it and believe and confess it is what we say in the Apostles' Creed, which we didn't say this morning, that conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, in two simple phrases, we confess the incarnation, God coming into flesh. But it doesn't really answer the how, right? The angel goes on. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. All right, Mary, you're wondering about how a virgin can give birth. Well, here's a, here's a little bit of proof for you. Your relative, Elizabeth, who was barren and well beyond childbearing years, she's pregnant for six months already. And if I can do that, maybe I could, you know, maybe if, if God can do that, maybe God can do this too. Right? 
And then comes the sealing the deal. Gabriel says to Mary, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. What wonderful words those were to Mary's ears. What wonderful, comforting, powerful words those are to our ears as well. For no word of God will ever fail. And Mary's reaction, did you catch it? It's not, all right, Gabriel, we'll see what happens here, right? All right, I'm not going to, you know, not going to get all worked up too quickly here. We'll, we'll see how these next weeks, you know, play out and see what, what happens, right? It's not, well, I'm not quite sure yet. Well, you know, whatever. It's, may your word to me be fulfilled. Such a beautiful, simple, powerful statement of faith. May your word to me be fulfilled. She still doesn't understand the how. She didn't get an answer to that question. But Mary has been overwhelmed by these words of God from this angel that it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> because she is a God who makes the impossible possible. She knows that she is a God who has never gone back on his word. She is a God that she knows fulfills every single promise. And so she can state with absolute faith, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Lord, give me a faith like Mary's. When I question and wonder how, God, you can forgive every one of my sins. Yes, all of them. The ones I've done a million times. The ones that I enjoy doing at the moment. The, the ones that I said I wasn't going to do again, but I did. All of those. You tell me are forgiven at the cross. May your word to me be fulfilled. God, you tell me in your word that I don't have to carry around this guilt and this shame and this regret even more. Even that's nailed to the cross and taken away that I don't have to carry this around anymore. That weight has been lifted off. May your word to me be fulfilled. God, you tell me not to worry. You tell me not to be afraid about what is unknown to me. And you tell me that you know the future. And the future is in your hands. And that you love me dearly. May your word to me be fulfilled. God, you tell me in your word that you're going to take care of me. That you're going to provide what I need for each day. That you're going to meet my needs and give me my daily bread. May your word to me be fulfilled. God, you tell me in your word that somehow you make all things work out for my good. <laughs> that all of these bad things that I cause and that others cause in my life and just the result of living in a sinful world, that somehow all these things work for my good, for my eternal good. God, I don't know how, 
but you're a God who makes the impossible possible. May your word to me be fulfilled. And what's our proof? Mary had a little bit of proof, right? She, she was told that her relative Elizabeth was, was pregnant, well past her years and barren. Our proof is the one whom Mary will carry. Our proof that God keeps every promise. Our proof that God's word is always fulfilled is this holy one who will be born to be the son of God. This son, this human, this fully man in every way, but yet fully God in every way, who is that one who came to do what we cannot. To come and to live that holy life under that law that we are unable to. To meet God's standard of perfection for us. This one, this son of God, this full God and full man who comes to go to a cross and to cry out, it is finished. To assure us that every sin really has been forgiven, that our sin and guilt and shame have all been removed. This one, this holy one, this son of God who is born, who then died and then who rose again to assure us that yes, God is in control of all things. That our future is nothing but secure and bright and full of hope and joy. This one who lives for us, who reigns for us, who is the king over all and whose kingdom never ends, whose reign is over all and through all and in all for his church, for his believers. Friends, Christmas is our proof that God keeps his promises. Christmas is God's proof that his word will be fulfilled in every way, in every time, for every one of us. How? I don't know. <laughs> God doesn't give us those answers. You know, you know what God does tell us in his word? Not everything we want to know, but he tells us absolutely everything we need to know. And here we have proof. Proof of God's love. Proof of how he can make the impossible possible. And for us, simply to pray, Lord, give me the faith. Strengthen me through your means of grace. Continue to come and fill my heart through your spirit with that gift of faith that I might say, just like Mary, I'm the Lord's servant. <laughs> May your words to me be fulfilled. This is not only the only virgin birth in history, but at least from our vantage point, the shortest pregnancy in history too. Because here we have the announcement of the birth and in four days we're going to get together and she's going to give birth. Right? <laughs> and we're going to get to peer down into that manger again another year. And to look at that baby and to see in that flesh a helpless tiny little baby, but yet the almighty God of heaven and earth come down for us to come to us to fulfill every promise. Friends, this is what Christmas is all about. 
You want proof? Come back Christmas Eve. <laughs> Come back Christmas Day. And see God's love for you in flesh. See his promises fulfilled. Friends, we believe these promises. We know these promises. We may not understand all the how of it, but, but that doesn't make them any less true. Let us pray this Advent season. May your word to me be fulfilled now and forever. God will grant it. Amen.